Blog Talk Radio. Keep it locked, locked on Hindsight Radio.
listening to your host, Akeem L, on Hindsight Radio. Do you know what this will do to people when they find out the truth? I don't think that most people would want to know the truth. I do. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You're broken down and tired of living life on the merry-go-round. And you can't find a fighter, but I see it in you, so we can walk it out. Ooh, mountain. We can walk it out and move mountain.
time for Truth Tuesdays with your host, Akeem L. At age eight, I thought that I should commit suicide. Why? Because I didn't have hope. So I tried to give up. At age 10, I tried to drown myself in six inches or 15 centimeters of water in my home. I told my dad I just wanted to relax. But really, I wanted to end my life. I had enough. But it was so hard because people put me down. And I started believing that I was not good enough. I started believing that I was a failure. That I'd never ever be somebody who people would like or people would accept. I couldn't change my circumstance. I couldn't just one day wake up and say, hey, give me arms and legs, I need arms and legs. And I had questions and no answers, and I asked my mum and dad, why did this happen? I asked doctors, why did this happen? They, they don't know. There are some things in life that are out of your control that you can't change, and you've got to live with. The choice that we have, though, is either to give up or keep on going. So what do you do when you fall down? get back up everybody knows to get back up because if I start walking I'm not gonna get anywhere but I tell you there are some times in life where you fall down you feel like you don't have the strength to get back up I'm down here face down and I have no arms no legs it should be impossible for me to get back up but it's not you see I will try 100 times to get up and if I fail 100 times if I fail and I give up do you think that I'm ever going to get up? No. But if I fail I try again and again and again for as long as I try there's always that chance of getting up. Does that make sense? And it's not the end until you've given up. There's still hope. I'm not here today to tell you that I understand your pain. I don't know how it feels to be abused. I don't know how it feels to feel, quote, fat and you've got an eating disorder. I don't know how it feels to have a broken home. I don't know how it feels. I don't know how it feels to have a broken heart. And I know how it feels to be alone. But I just want you to know that it's not the end. It matters how you're going to feel.
Peace, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Truth Tuesday show here on Hindsight Radio, the information station changing the nation. Uh, I wish everybody well. Hope you're all doing well. Me, myself, I'm doing great. Everything's fantastic. Uh, Life is good. Life is peaceful, prosperous. I'm healthy. Um, I, you know, I, I sit back and I reflect on my life and how things are going at this point. I can't complain because it gets better and better every day. And I just played a clip of the guy Nick Voyachik. He's a, a a man who was born with no arms, no legs. And he can swim. He's got a wife, two kids. But he was talking about when he was younger how he wanted to commit suicide because he felt hopeless. You know, you know, what can I do without arms and legs? You know, everybody else got arms and legs. Why is this happening to me? And somehow he broke through all of that opposition and that pain. And now he's an international Motivational speaker. Big-time companies hire him to come in and motivate their employees who can walk and talk and got arms and legs. And they got a guy with no arms and no legs motivating them. And he goes to prisons, schools, and he speaks. I think he's in his mid-30s somewhere by now. I was introduced to him probably back in 2012 sometime before he was married, I think. Um, And I was inspired by his attitude. You know, here I, I complain about simple things, you know, things that, you know, just because I don't want to do something that I'm fully capable of doing. And this man, you know, he's basically hobbling around or numb. And he he's jumped out of airplanes, he's swimming, he's doing that he's doing he's done more than I have. You know, at his age. And it it reminds me of an out my experience well, our experience, um with movers last week. You know, it was about four or five young uh, brothers helping out. And they did a piss poor job. They lost the uh, parts to the bed. So when they got here to, uh, to the house, they couldn't put it back together. And come to find out, it was very simple fixes. They put the wrong, they, they just, it was just, I don't want to go through all the details and be negative, talking negative about them. What I'm saying is these guys are fully capable, can walk, they they got arms, seem to have their mental capacities about them, and they did a piss-poor job. And yet those same guys are complaining about how life is hard. I can't get what I want. I can't seem to get ahead. Why is life hard for us? Is it life picking on you? 
is it, it, it just singled you out and made it hard for you. But it didn't single me out and made it hard for me for some reason. What's the difference in my life and your hard life? What's the difference? What's the difference between the guy with a million dollars and the guy with a billion dollars? What is the difference? It's very simple. It's consciousness. It's your thinking. It's how you view things, how you see things. Your success and your phase are all dependent on how you view it. If you feel like you're going to fail, you will fail. If you feel like you're going to win, you will win. Because if we are made in the image and likeness of God, that means that we have the same power. We have no less power than the God that gave us this power. How do I know this? The scriptures tell you. Christ said, you will do greater things than I. And for some reason, we go to church, people go to church every day, and they don't get that. They see that, but they think it only applies to those 12 apostles. But the 12 apostles represent you in your journey towards prosperity, higher mind consciousness, Success, that's all your journey. Christ walked around, he saw a guy doing something, hey, come follow me. What does that mean? Come be of like mind. That's what I'm doing. I'm saying come be of like mind. I'm not, you know, trying to um, control. I'm just saying, listen, if you want to control your life, you have to control your thoughts. Actually, you are controlling your life. You just don't realize it. That bad situation you found yourself in, you created it. Think about it. If you think deeply, if you the very action and thought that you thought of created the situation you're in. That's why I always try to tell people, before you can fix any problem in the court, any problem in a relationship, any financial problem, you must fix your thoughts. You must think properly. Just like I tell you to use proper names in the court, you must use proper thought. You know, I know my um, my teachings and what I talk about sometimes fall on deaf ears because most of the people that come, they want me to talk about discharge and uh, how to get over on some over on a mortgage? That's what you're looking for. And y'all all know those are dead end roads, right? Y'all know that because y'all done been involved with these other groups and did all of that and, and got nowhere. That's why you're here. That's why you're listening to me now. Y'all tried all that stuff. Here, I'm going to tell you the truth. What the reality of these things are. The first thing before you can fix anything. You must fix your consciousness. All that other stuff will fall into place. You don't have to worry about discharge. Why? Because you'll have enough money when you can buy anything. If you believe you're a millionaire, you will be a millionaire. Swiftly. Oh, Akeem, that's impossible. It doesn't happen that easy. Yes, it is. It's that easy. 
And the more and more, the more I live, the more I live through this and work through this, I see it more and more. How it is just a mindset. How three years ago, two years ago, I thought a relationship was impossible. And here I am, two years later, it's impossible for me not to be with the person. Just a shift in thought, thinking. Just seeing things for what it really is. See, two years ago, I was involved with individuals who were negative. And through that negativity, I couldn't see clearly. But now that that cloud of negativity has removed itself, I can see who's for me and who's really against me. Just a shift in consciousness. It's that simple. Shift in consciousness to think only of good things, prosperous things, uh, wealthy things. And anybody that's in conflict with that, you need to stay away from. Or at least minimize your conversation because some of these people could just be people you're living with right now. Or your family, friends that you've grown up with. But I tell you, my friends are the people who are of like mind. And anyone that wants to participate in any type of negativity, I don't participate. I am totally conscious of it. When I fall back into those modes, I recognize it quickly and I move or I change my thought process. Back to this guy. He 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 uh he inspires me every time I watch his videos. Because if a guy with no arms, no legs can do the things that he's doing and motivating people around the world, then I have no excuse. You have no excuse. No one has an excuse not to be successful not to be what you desire to be, not to win your cases, not to get your paperwork done. The simple reason why a lot of you guys are not able to get there is because you rely on someone else to give you the answers. My only job is to direct you back to your power within, and any other spiritual leader or teacher should be doing that. He should be telling you how powerful you are. You guys are no different than me or no more. I'm no more special than you guys. The difference is I have the consciousness of my specialty, of my divinity. Shift your consciousness to knowing that you are divine and you are divinity, that you are the God and you are the Christ you are looking for. I'll say it again. I've said it before. You will never know Christ until you become the Christ. You will never know love until you become love. You will never know peace until you become peace. You will never know wealth until you become wealth. Meaning, all of this starts in your consciousness, in your mind, in your thought. You have to know and believe that you are all of these things. The only reason why you can't ascertain them or put your hand on it in the reality or the tangible world is because your consciousness is not connected to it first. You cannot touch or feel, see, or anything to your consciousness connects to it. 
Everything happens through consciousness and thought first. Everything. This guy with no arms and legs, his his greatest disability became his greatest asset. And you could take your disabilities, whatever that might be, and turn it into an asset. There's a reason why you're going through what you're going through. It's for you to grow and learn from it. Failure, or what the world determines failure, is all part of success. So I don't even call it failure. I call it the process of going through trials, of seeing how something doesn't work so that you know how it does work. Yeah, it's been a great last week. You know, I've been working really hard. I just moved. Um, and here I'm in Chapel Hill uh, fulfilling a honey-do list. Got a few more things to do. Well, not a few, a whole lot more things. But I got a lot of it out of the way. Uh, it feels good, you know, keeping busy. Uh, what I want to talk about? Okay, the... Uh, CPM webinar recording is available on my website, the one I just did earlier this month on the 22nd. That webinar is very important because I actually go in detail and show you how to call up the credit card companies and apply for credit without even giving them a nine-digit number. Just give them your CPM address and telephone number and email address, and you will be able to obtain a credit card without giving out that number. That, but more details is at com CPM webinar. I think I got labeled four. I think that's a mistake. It's actually CPM webinar three, but that's the webinar that's going to show you how to purchase cards, get your credit cards, get your credit in order without giving up a nine-digit number. And that's very powerful because a lot of people are nervous about using CPM because they feel like it's fraud because when they ask you for the Social Security number, you're using a different number. That's not actually the social. So I had to come up with a remedy for that. And I did. And I do it all the time. You know, I called in my likes and they asked me for that number. I tell them I ain't giving y'all the number. Uh, I'll give you, you know, some identifying information. And boom, voila. Just did it two weeks ago. No, we just always we had to give them the number. No, you don't. You never. Those are losers. You don't have to give them any nine-digit number. Remember, your numbers are private, but you can give them something that connects to that, to your profile that you are priming so that you can get the things that you desire. So that's there. Uh, what else is available? What's next? Uh, working on a, a webinar to for the homeschooling website because that's very important with all of this COVID-19 coming out where people are, oh, you know, not wanting to send their children to school. So we got a platform that webinars are coming out shortly. And this week coming up, we got a special guest coming uh, on Sunday. Tune in to that show um, with Beth and her special guest. Uh, I'm not sure of the name. She told me there was a special guest, but uh, um, but anyway, she got a special guest. That's this coming Sunday, 
And I, I, I have to apologize. Last week I wasn't able to do the show because I was doing all of this moving and uh, packing and getting myself together. So I'm finally moved. Now it's just about unpacking and getting settled. Um, what else? Let's see. Uh, somebody in the chat said, please don't use that for PP. I don't know what that means. What is PP? Please don't use that for people. What is what are you saying, JL? You gotta be more specific than that. Um people were sending me questions by email. I've already told you guys uh, there's a special email address for that. But you guys tend to send me all those questions. So if I don't answer your question by email, that means that you didn't send it to the proper place. Um, that I had asked everybody to email it to. So if you have a question that needs answering, I'm only going to answer them on the air. This is the email that you need to send it to. If not sent to that email, I will not be able to answer your question. Any other email you send that question to will be ignored. All right? And I have the name of the special guest, so give me a second. I'm going to give you this email that we're going to go and I'll get to. The email is American.Nationals at ProtonMail.com. American.Nationals at ProtonMail.com. I will put this in the chat for you. Questions that only will be in. Now, brother, I could tell you don't JL. Let me let me put this in the chat before. Nationals. I'll answer that question in a second, JL. American dot nationals at proton. Mail.com. There it is. Send it there. You guys will get your questions answered. I'm sorry, it's American, not with a. American is not with an S. I typed that wrong. I'm a little weary, y'all. I've been working hard around here. I'm going to do it again. At ProtonMail.com. It is corrected. All right. So JL wants to know, do I don't use the CPN for a passport? Absolutely not, unless you like handcuffs, CI knocking at your door. No. If you, you, you look at my video, I go to my website, my website purchase the, uh, the uh, webinar for the passport. It tells you exactly how to fill it out. You're about to send a document. You're not trying to apply for credit. Anyway, CPN, credit privacy numbers, credit only. Not for getting your passport. Okay? Two different things, two different processes. You're trying to get a travel document, not a credit card. So you give them the SSN. All these people are telling you, don't put the social, put zeros on. 
What will happen, they will come knocking on your door wanting to know why you don't have a social. Who are you? So if you want that type of uh, interaction, go ahead and not do it the way these other guys are teaching it. It's okay to put the social. They need to identify the account that needs the status change. I told you guys before, remember, and I'll read it again. I'll read it again. Let's go to um, the SS5 instructions form. That's why I tell y'all to correct that. A lot of people don't agree with that. Oh, I don't mess with that. That's their number. But that number has two sides, a public and a private side. And it tells you right in the instructions. See, the problem with a lot of people teaching this information, they're not reading stuff thoroughly. Even the ones that got the clout, they're not reading stuff thoroughly. They're pretending to read it thoroughly. I read everything in great detail several times. So here it is. It says, Right here on the, I'm going to put the link so y'all can see it and study it, why I tell you guys to correct the SS5. Why I tell you? It's a little off topic, but it needs mentioning over and over again. Just like, like the proper name. You guys have so got so much other information in you that y'all can't leave that stuff alone and just stick with Jurisdiction and proper name But we'll talk about that in a bit Um, It says changing information On your social security record To change the information On your social security number record I.e. A name or citizenship change Or correct the date of birth So they gave an example Your citizenship changed Once you let them know That you was not a U.S. citizen Because they automatically Presume you're a U.S. citizen if you're applying for that car, right? And your mom did it for you. She checked off a few boxes, and she set you up unintentionally. She didn't mean it. Now, you're changing that. So if I'm sending in my my, my explanatory statement, I got my uh, Section 4 of action conditions lined out correctly, did all of that, now I got to let the, the, the SSA know that, hey, you know, things have changed. I need y'all to fix it. So I get my explanatory statement, stick it with the SS5 form, and attach it. I give them my side of the story, and they'll send you a new card. No problem. People have been doing it for the last year and a half now. So there you go. That's all you need to do. You do give up the social, you have to. Of course, you get, no, you know, not, some people don't let SSA know when they do a name change. That's up to you. I leave that up to you. I haven't really gotten into all of that. Um, that's up to you if you want to do that. Um, now, What's today's topic? Jurisdiction traps. Jurisdiction traps. So, y'all need to get your recorders out, your pens ready, because I'm actually going to show you and tell you how to style your paperwork as an introduction. I've done this in the past, but some people have missed the show or missed that part. 
I'm going to tell you how to style your paperwork, how every piece of paper needs to be styled in the beginning, introducing who you are. Now, if this is the second response, because the first response was a rebuttal to a complaint uh, filed to increase child support and, and for some arrearages. So we rebutted that. Now this is the, a request to dismiss it based off the fact that the attorney general never answered the complaint or the denial, never rebutted. He said he needed time to rebut. And here's the crazy thing. He didn't rebut. Then at the last minute, right before it was time for him to do a Zoom court meeting, they put a response in, which was late. And I mean, last minute. It wasn't the end of the morning. All of a sudden, it showed up. This is how they play games. When you hit them with this, this proper name is very effective. Now, I want you all to keep in mind that you're not going to get, okay, you're free to go. What you're going to get is we need to continue. We'll continue this matter. We'll continue this matter. But if you stay in the position that I tell you to stay in, they will always continue I will tell you, I said this before, I said it again. I don't mind going to court a hundred times as long as he's not making a adverse ruling against me. Continue it, okay. We just keep playing ping pong. And I'm gonna keep saying the same thing. What y'all gotta understand, if they're continuing it, that means what you said worked. It was effective. They couldn't get by you. So the, the only thing they can do is continue it without making it seem like you won. So you keep doing it, stay in the position. What happens is y'all get weary. It's actually scripture that speaks it. I got to get this. That speaks on it. Everything is related to the Bible. Everything. I'm telling you, they're working this Bible out. It's Matthews 24, 13. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Just endure it. Endure it. They're going to keep pushing you. Because here it is. The 12 says, And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure until the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for witness." To all nations, and then shall the end come. Listen, endure. Just sit there. Oh, uh, but what about this? You got, you already got adjudicated to pay child support some years ago. Yeah, I didn't realize. Oh, uh, you know, I, I got some new, new information. My religious uh, instruction requires me that on this document it should be my proper Christian name. Or if you don't, you don't feel comf- comfortable with Christian, you know my proper name, my proper Muslim name, my proper Hindu name, whatever. Because what you guys have not attached or understood that once religion is brought up, they go mute. They can't talk about it. It's against the rules. How I know they can't talk about it because I I judge actually talked about it in the case, and a lawyer pointed out to him 
that he can't talk about religion at all. If the case is not about religion, he can't talk about it. But I can talk about it all day long. Now, this is my instructions that I'm following. I can't answer to a blasphemous name like an all caps name. You're sending me off to hell if I do this. I'm dooming myself. I will be judged harshly by accepting this name. See, I know y'all saw those YouTube videos. That's not my name and, you know, all that craziness. No, I'm showing y'all how to do this with diplomacy and accuracy. And just stay there like a robot and repeat it over and over again, and it will not. This brother followed my instructions to the letter, and all they did was say, we'll reschedule this for October. Expect they're going to reschedule it, reschedule it, reschedule it, until the attorney general get tired of seeing them and just not do a reschedule. Or the next reschedule, they'll just take it off the docket when it show up, like they did me some years ago. They dismissed it before I got to court. You know, and I was I was so in disbelief that I still went to court to make sure. Lady almost slammed my finger in the door. Oh no, no, you're good. Have a nice day. Now, of course, back then I wasn't talking about proper name, but I was I was dealing with jurisdiction, and jurisdiction is everything. And if your name is not styled properly, that's not you. Therefore, no personal jurisdiction. And jurisdiction can be challenged at any stage, even after a judgment is rendered, because that's an error. Yeah. All right? All right, let's go in. Let's go. Let's, let's pull up the paperwork. I can't show you the uh... – oh, by the way, before I go into that, the special guest, guest is on the homeschool show with Bathsheba Armani is – Sylvie Abadu. She's a homeschool mom who will talk about her journey in homeschool. And I think that will be very educational for a lot of you guys. Uh, that's who it is. Pull the document pulled up. All right. At that document. File. All right, now this is a motion for default judgment to suit modification of support order, a motion to confirm support of rearage for lack of personal jurisdiction. So basically all I did was took the title of their their complaint or whatever motion that they and I just added motion for default judgment to suit modification of support order and motion to confirm support of rearage for lack and then for lack of personal jurisdiction. Now, I must say as a disclaimer, I'm not a lawyer. I don't pretend to be one, don't want to be one. Uh, I'm just a man who reads the rules, and I'm just reading those rules to you. So, But if you want a 20, go hire one. If you want to lose, go hire a 20. All right, there you go. <laughs> All right, my – okay, here's how I do My Christian proper name is – Hakeem Barber. I'm just inserting my name so we don't reveal his name. And that's in style properly with A as capital and the, my last name, capital B. An American national 
but not a citizen of the United States, moves this honorable court to enter an order dismissing the above-mentioned complaint filed in this court on uh, such and such date, the date there. The reasons this court shall dismiss this complaint and motion are as follows. The Attorney General has failed to respond to answer filed on said date. The Attorney General, number two, the Attorney General has not established personal jurisdiction over Akeem Barber in proper form, but not Akeem Barber in legion. That's in all caps, if you could visualize that. Akeem Barber in Legus is a nobody, a fiction, and Akeem Barber has no connection to this improper name, right? So just so you see, the first, I did this before in the last uh, several shows ago. The first Akeem Barber in Legus is is in all caps. And I made it say, is a nobody, a fiction. And Akeem Barber has no connection to this improper name. I'm letting them know straight up I have no connection to that. I didn't create that. They did. That on the paperwork. And then they put it in front of me and say, is this you? No, it's not. Three. Um, Conclusion. This court lacks personal jurisdiction over Akeem Barber. The name that is subject of this suit is Akeem Barber in Legion. I am not Akeem Barber in Legion. Wherefore, Akeem Barber, but not Akeem Barber in Legion, states this court shall enter an order dismissing this complaint and motion for lack of jurisdiction over proper name Akeem Barber. See, that's, I, that's, that's it. That's one page precisely lined out why. And guess what they did? So he said, well, listen, you guys could either dismiss this case or properly style it in my proper name. He said, no, we can't do that. Well, then you guys got no jurisdiction. I, I can't, That's not my name, and I'm, I'm not moving forward until you guys correct it or dismiss it. Oh, uh, so such and such, such, they said, oh, this junk. We'll just reschedule it. That was effective. To me, that's a, in that section, that's a win. Now, if he changes the subject or he allows them to change the subject, they're going to forget all about that and move forward. Now, mind you, this has been going on since February. You see? But they can't move forward because he's not admitting to being the DDA. They're doing business as the illegals, the fiction. And he's doing it in proper form. See, before people were saying it wasn't that, but they weren't doing it in proper form. They were doing it in making their own rules and walking into this and telling these people, not following protocol. See, although those courts are fantasy land fiction with real consequences, they still have rules to the game. Know the rules, play within the rules, but write out who you are through those rules, and you will be successful. 
Now, I have seen this work twice already, just like this. And I always know they're just going to reschedule it and reschedule and reschedule and reschedule. You know, man, how do I just get it done with? No, listen, you put yourself in that position, you're going to have to suffer through going back and forth to court. Now you don't really have to go to court. Y'all should be thankful. COVID-19 got y'all at your own house in your pajamas doing y'all court cases on Zoom. And even those ain't even proper. Not a proper setting. You know? But that's what they're doing. Because they could do that in those fake courts. But anyway. Let's see. Any of y'all got some questions on that? Y'all better ask y'all questions now uh, in the chat or on the phone lines. Because y'all already know how I don't like repeating myself sometimes. I get very frustrated. But I just gave y'all the the, the end. Now, I want y'all to think outside the box. Now, I just gave y'all the blueprint or the outline. Y'all could transform that in any type of paperwork. Y'all could actually do that with your bills. People are already sending stuff to to their bills, sending it, hey, this ain't like me. Who is this? You know, that's a dispute, just saying that that's not your name. Oh, wait till I hit y'all with y'all real address. That's coming too. What's also coming down the pipe, I'm going to actually do a full webinar on trademarking the name. I got a little video out now, but I'm going to do a full one because people are having trouble comprehending, so we're going to do a full one. Yeah, you can say dismiss without prejudice, with prejudice. Uh, A lot of people like saying that. I've never used that. Why? Because the stuff I use, they don't want to mess with it again. So they leave me alone. No need for me to say without. You can say with prejudice or without prejudice. It's up to you. Um, The key is you can put all of that with without prejudice, but if the name ain't you, there's no need nigga coming back at you anyway. Right? I think so. I'm not mistaken. All right. Any questions? All right. Uh, uh, I don't know what name change process you talking about if you got my video I already told you how to correct your name so I don't know if you talk about somebody else's name change process or the one I just did because there's no correction to that because my crew name change process goes along with what I just taught you my name change process actually is along lines of how I did that motion All right. Somebody said, can this be done on behalf of someone else? Can I do this with my mother in case with DSST in North Carolina claim guardianship of her after the game? You can't do, you can't save nobody but yourself. If you have power of attorney, you might be able to be successful at doing it. That's a, that's a big maybe. And I won't say yes, you can't, you will win, because I've never had the experience of working with someone in that. But, yes, if you have power of attorney, you could probably do a name change process to go after it 
A lot of times when these agencies have their clause already in the person, somehow that person gave them jurisdiction to have their clause into them. And I can tell you that's a fight, okay, especially if there's money involved. All right, anybody else? Best thing to do is get you a, a consultation and we can because y'all tell me the story, but there's some this parts y'all tell me, a lot of the information is irrelevant. So what I really need to know to give you a better answer. So schedule a consultation on that one. We can sort through that. Um, anybody else? Any other questions? Anybody, nobody got their hand up? Oh, yeah, by the way, man, crypto is taking off, man. Some of my investments have doubled since I um, invested in a few of them. Numerair, which one did I invest in? That doubled. Oh, let's see. Let me look at it, and I can tell you which one's which. The ones y'all should be looking out for, and I, th- I expect it to keep running. Oops, got the headphone. All right, um, e- Ethereum is looking good. Chainlink is looking good. XLP is okay. Um. Let's see. I'm involved in a few exchanges. The one that's really looking good is NMR. That's the, the initials is NMR, and that's Numeraire. That investment has doubled since I invested in it back in April. Uh, just about. So. And what else do I have? Let me see what my holdings are. Um, XMR, that's Monero. That's the the three-digit, the three is XMR and NMR. But that NMR is doing very well. All right, let's get somebody's on the phone. Let's see what they got to say. 786-597. Hello, King. What's up? It's Jamie. Hey, what's going on? Jamie, what's going on? Yeah, I'm doing okay. Um, I just got some good news. Um, uh, a job that's calling me, um, you know, so I'm heading back for the, for the workforce in, in a couple of weeks. So I had to go to the interview tomorrow and take care of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but my situation is, um, since I'm currently um, ex- uh, getting unemployment, um, mm-hmm. uh, the child support, they had have, they have suspended the license, but now they say that it's... Um, it's reinstated. They're not gonna. They take. They remove the suspension, but I still have to pay the reinstatement fee to order to get it like reactivated. So, um, what I'm, what, what bothers me the most is um, when I start the new job, then it's gonna go. Uh, it's gonna revert back, into the um like for the rearage. So I was trying mm-hmm. to see if I can like schedule like a one on one so I can go over the um, because I have a certain way. Of course, you just, of course yeah, you didn't. Schedule a one-on-one to attack that. Oh, uh, but you better do it before you start getting a paycheck. 
Yeah, see, that's what you I'm saying. You might want to put your. What you probably gonna have to do is. You, you need that those templates that I have, so you don't have to give up your social when you're applying for the job. Okay. Um, I, I didn't make those, those public. They're all on. The, I may have sent it to you. I don't know. Yeah, the, I think I have. W, oh, well, you better use them if you got them. I, okay. I know people are listening. What are those? Why don't you have them on your website? I don't put them on my website because I I, I gave them to like people like you to see what would happen. Till I get some definite results and how they're responding to that. Well, uh, I haven't had any negative response, so that should be a good thing. Um, I just want to know some more details before I offer them for on my website right now. So, yeah, okay. use those. Yeah. To avoid, you know, giving up the social journey because how they tag you is once they put that social in the system. Yep, it's gonna come up. It connects to that, and then and it's gonna take out that money. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I'm still in, I'm still in, in the name the name change process. I'm still waiting for the the POA to come back. Um. I ordered mm-hmm. the um. I ordered the um the forms for them for the. IRS for the other things that we're doing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. should be coming in, in in a week or so. But that's that's for that's for the next week so we'll talk we'll discuss that on what is uh Yeah, I'll be going over that on Sunday. Yeah. All right. Okay, all right. that's all I got. All right. Thank you. All right, peace. peace. All right. So somebody asked me where do you invest from? I use um okay. I use a couple of platforms. I first started with Coinbase, but they started getting them a business. Um, I use Exodus and Bitrix. Exodus and Bitrix. That's B-I-T-T-R-E-X. I use those. Bitrix, like, you can actually trade on that platform, like, Three different um, uh, coins. I like say if you're profiting, you want to take some of your profits and buy another coin. You you can trade with them. So, uh, let's see. I'm seeing if I can share like a share link. It says refer a friend. And I could, uh, oh, uh, I just sent you the link, Jason, to Bitrix. All right. Uh, who else? Anybody else? Mm-hmm. It's eight oh two. My daughter's back home with her mom, so she's gonna be calling in a few minutes. To, to say goodnight. Well, is it Tuesday? She might not be. She might call a little later. Um, if y'all don't have any more questions, I'm I'm gonna shut it down. I gave y'all something to think about, something to go back and listen to, something on how to. See, I'd rather y'all do this stuff on your own because once you put your own stuff together, your own power, your own energy, you guys will be able to do just what I'm doing. Uh, bi-weekly classes 
were old. I don't do those anymore. Uh, Royal Family. What I do now is I got a premium membership. I had to go a little bit underground with all the the uh, the deeper information. And we do meetings once a month. But in that, you get how to set up your trust. I put you with my connections on setting up your trust properly. Uh, in your situation that you discussed, if your mom would have had a trust set up, none of this whole problems would have came out of this, what you're dealing with. Uh, where to get your bond set up and also how to do your 1041s properly with that. And with that comes the passport process, setting yourself up as a national or not a citizen of the United States. So all of that's in there. And if you want that, hope be involved in that. Let me get you the link. Actually, I just put it up on the website openly today. It was it was hidden. Um, but the information is valuable. You get a lot for this. There's the link there. Um, let me give you the reference. I think I just gave you to the general process. Um, there it is. There it is. All right. Now that's you get one year premium membership plus. I walk you through the whole one-on-one 30-minute video consultation on the passport, how to fill it out, what to do with the driver's license, what to do with the SS5, plus one-year continued support and how to properly execute your trust, how to do the 1041s properly, those 1099, the 1099 OIDs, all of that is in there. And uh, you you be connected with the people I'm connected with that have been doing this for years, no problems. They do it properly. No drama. All right? So, with that being said, oh, we got another caller. Uh, Akeem. 715-501. What's up? Peace, Akeem. Marco. How's it going, man? Peace, Marco, Marco and Laura is coming through as a storm. <laughs> Yeah, for yeah. Real? Isn't that crazy? That's for real. That is crazy. Yeah, that's true. I saw that. I, I was like, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was telling my friends that. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to, uh, yeah. I wanted, I got my, my um, name change court date on the 8th. And um, uh-huh. the one thing I want, I want people to, to, to be aware of is when you do the newspaper uh, advertising or whatever, mm-hmm. To publish your, your mm-hmm. proof of publication, make sure that they put mm-hmm. that upper and lower case in there because they didn't yeah, mind. Try to... Yeah, mm-hmm. they didn't mind all uppercase, even though it said lowercase in the paperwork in the court order. And then I had to go back mm-hmm. over there. I'm like, hey, you messed up. You got you got to change that. And like, well, we never do that. Like, well, I want it done. I said, well, you want to do it now. <laughs> and yeah. I'm paying. Like, well, we, right. We've never had anyone complain about that. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm the first then. <laughs> so they changed it, yeah. but then, but right. then I came. Um, all right, they already ran it three weeks, right? And then mm-hmm. I hand in the paperwork for to, to give it to the court, 
And then Lee says, well, that's not the right court case on there, on the, on the, on the publishing. Oh, are you kidding me? This the person didn't put the the correct court date, so a uh, court court case. So I don't know if the judge is going to dismiss it and make me do all this crap over again, but we'll see. But I just want to make yeah, sure just, yeah, I like that. Might you might make them run it again? Yeah, I might have to, but we'll see what the, think, what, what the judge says. I think that's done on purpose. They're trying to slip up. They're trying to play games. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're pretty good. Well, this is yeah. what actually happened. My, my my court case was last week. I did the Zoom, and uh, and I handed mm-hmm. in all the paperwork, but my publication didn't run three weeks. It was on the third week, and I didn't get the proof of publication mm-hmm. notarized. I didn't get that yet. So I just got mm-hmm. the newspaper uh, page. I ripped it out, and I handed it into the court. And then um, mm-hmm. when it was my court date, you know, talking to the judge, they're saying that they didn't receive any of my paperwork. I said I handed it all in, my birth certificate, my publication, um, my proof of name, you know, identification, and they said they didn't receive it, and they, so they rescheduled it. So that's what, mm. that's, they're you know, they're playing games. games. Yeah, they're playing games. So I just want to make people aware of that. You might come up with that kind of issue. I'm starting to think that we need to go straight to the real court, the Article 3 court with this. Scream. These lower courts are playing games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if, if, I mean, if it comes down to that, I'm going to have to. Guess. Well, here's the reason why I'm saying that because we all know the lower courts are the 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 the, the kangaroo the courts. Fake they're not. They're not. They're the fake courts because all of the paperwork yep. is styled improperly. The state mm-hmm. of is styled all caps. You are styled all caps. That's not mm-hmm. how the Constitution says all their actions should be styled. Right. They're actually supposed right. to be styled in proper form, which is upper and lower. And it's got to be a proper, what is it called? A proper noun. Um, a proper noun mm-hmm. is a first thing, and a proper noun is it's spelled with uppercase and then lowercase. Right. Yeah. And they're not right. doing that. Because you go to the legislature, part of any constitution, it'll say, really, you need to go into the original constitution. What form the state? That's mm-hmm. where you need to read how everything is styled. They switch it up in the new constitution. Yeah, Especially after that. 1895. 1895 going forward. Is that when everything starts becoming like a corporation? When they yeah. start changing if to you look corporation, at so then South they put all caps? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they say constitution of the state of South Carolina. But if you go to this is the 1895, but if you go to the Articles of Confederation, or, well, you go to the uh, Avalon, case, case. it's all upper and lowercase. Right. So right. most of you guys didn't even pay attention to that. Um, I remember seeing the, the something styling like that, of the name. Yeah, you don't catch if that you kind go of there, stuff until you really, really need it. It says, <laughs> the style of this hereafter, the state of South Carolina, that's upper and lower. Mm-hmm. You see, yep. That's not it up. so. When you see "State of South Carolina" in all caps, that's not the state of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. That's the corporation. That's a that's DBA. A that's a corporation. Right. That's not. You're right. not. You're not in in the, in the right jurisdiction. In the right jurisdiction. So you yeah. can even point. Oh. You can even point that out when you say, "Listen, oh. even your." 
date of is not styled correctly. Hey, did you so did you do the I? census? Did you do the census thing? No, I don't. I never do it. Well, no, I I I did it, and uh, um, you know I, I styled it correctly, and then they say like uh, origin, and and race, right? So mm-hmm. I put in there for origin, I put United States of America. I don't know if that's right, but I, that's, that's what I just put down, United States of America, because mm-hmm. they didn't have it. You had to put other. And then for race, I put other. And then I put um, Wisconsinite, American National, not a citizen of the United States. And I sent that I sent that shit in that way. Good deal. That's good. You know, that's good that way they right have too. it on record. And I did it to uh, my son's. And everybody else in my household had did that way. That way they, you know, they know what's up. So I don't know. I just did that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean that's good. I I don't see a problem with it. You know. Right. Right. It wasn't. It wasn't. They weren't asking for the social or anything like that either. So. No. No. They just. Yeah. uh, That's what I did. And then uh, for um. uh, uh, For cryptos and people. Got to got to get into that crypto because that's everything. This whole coronavirus is just uh, a distraction. The the current the the mm-hmm. economic system is changing to crypto, and those dollars are going to be worthless. Yep. You've Got to invest your money in crypto right now, or you know, yeah, those dollars you're hanging on to are going to be worthless. So we do your Absolutely. research and start looking into that. Absolutely. Exactly. <clears throat> food shortages, food shortages coming to a place near you. Also, yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's, it's well, starting I, to hit because I was in. What? Go ahead. Yeah, I was in the store and I starting to see how they are. Some things are not coming back in stock. I mean, even just general stuff. You know, when you go to the hardware store, they're not stocking the shelves. No, that's weird because where I'm yeah. at, everything's all stock still. Probably because I'm in Wisconsin yeah. and we're the dairy state or whatever, and got a bunch of farms here. But um, yeah, everything's still stocked. I can still get my ham hocks. I can still get my pig feet. You know, I can still oh, get okay. calf liver here. You know, they still got that stuff in stock, so I'm still buying it. Yeah. So I haven't seen that shortage yet, but I know it's coming. I, I've seen it. I've seen it in you know YouTube and stuff. Farmers are saying that they're trying to the the government's telling them mm-hmm. to kill off the livestock and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right. now, oh, that's crazy. And uh, another thing is that another Bitcoin that I I believe it's going to explode, even though it's bad. You know, you got these evil people doing behind the scenes doing this stuff. Is the is the AI artificial intelligence, and the main guy that's behind is. They consider him like the smartest man in the world, and his Bitcoin mm-hmm. or his crypto is a Singularity Net coin. It's right now it's like a probably like point yeah, it's about point zero seven cents. Cents. But when you all this buy a lot of them. That's how when I bought <laughs> Numeraire, I bought them really cheap. And yeah, you gone. got a good deal there, man. That thing exploded. Yeah. I didn't get on that one. Mm-hmm. But this yeah. one, when this one, when this all goes down, that thing's gonna explode. All the like the energy ones too. Um, mm-hmm. Anything that has to do with AI, yeah. yeah. Ethereum's a good one too. That one kind of that one shot up today, crazy. I got a bunch of that mm-hmm. in there. 
Um, yeah, where know, do you buy where do you buy your crypto at? I do Bitrix and um Bitrix is three places. I have just the wallets. Some of them are wallets. Yeah. And Exodus, I got the I got the um Exodus and the Trust Bitrix. wallets. Trust why I don't yeah. I have Exodus and then I also have uh X wallet. X wallet just holds the coins. You can't really buy with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and sometimes I'll buy through Coinbase because it's easier. Yeah. And then put them and then transfer it to another wallet. Yeah. Right. And then you, if you leave your money on the exchanges, you really don't own the coins. So you gotta you gotta get a wallet and transfer those coins over to the wallet and get them off the exchange because mm-hmm. you really don't right. own them until you put them into your wallet. Yeah. Right. All right, yeah, you know what's up. All right, okay. All right, Akeem. All right, man. It's always a pleasure, All right, man. Peace. peace, brother. All right, no problem. All right, uh, I'm going to call it a night tonight. I've been working hard. Um, what I'll say to everybody, keep your head up and, and, and think positive about things and watch your life change. You know, a lot of times we try to save other people. It could be relatives. You can't save everybody. People are dealing with their situations because they did something to put themselves in that situation. And if you go and try to touch that process, it's going to mess with you. You know, people got to learn through their own experiences, just like you did. And with that being said, I'm going to call it a night. Oh, Look forward to the Divine Connection coming up on Thursday, Freedom Fridays. My son's been a little consistent lately. And the homeschool show on Sunday. And pretty soon, I think Monday, we'll have a show. Uh, We'll announce that once we get that all locked in. I've been moving, so I've been kind of the cause of the delay. Uh, Once I sit down with the brother, we go over a plan. We're going to have another brother on here. Well, I think you guys will like. Uh, he'll be doing his thing. All right. And with that being said, you know, I always leave y'all with a little reverie. All right. You know, positive message. Something to listen to. And uh, crossing out self-hate. I'm going to tell you something. Listen to this. It makes no difference what you do, where you go, or who you are. God never stops calling you his son. Oh, yes, and the father said, now, he was lost. He forgot it. He forgot who he was. He had spiritual amnesia. Oh, Lord. And every once in a while, I tell you in various words, man's only problem, and man only has one problem. I don't care how many problems you think you've got. Those are not your problems. The problem is not the problem. I don't care how many problems you have or what kind of problem you think you have. That's not the problem. Man only has one problem. He forgot who he is and is identifying himself after the flesh and not after the spirit. The spirit has no problem. The flesh has all the problems. The spirit doesn't have any cancer, only the flesh. (laughs) The spirit doesn't lack anything. Only the flesh lacks. Listen. Let me give you something right now that's going to help you to cure every problem every time one comes up from now on. Know this. Whenever you have a problem, it just means that you have temporarily forgotten who you are. 
you are temporarily misidentifying yourself. The Son of God has no problem. The Son of a gun has the problem. And God's sons have problems only because they've forgotten that they're God's son. See, God's son is not condemned. The son of a gun is condemned. The prodigal son, while he was living in son of a gun consciousness, he felt condemned. Just as low as he could be, dirty, nasty as he could be. But something in him said, I will arise. It lets you know that, listen, no matter who you are, what you've done, where you've been, there is something in you that can rise above it. So... There are two things you'd better learn to do. Stop condemning yourself and stop letting organized religion or anybody else beat you down and making you feel unworthy. Now I'm going to ask for some more confessions. How many of you have ever had organized religion and preachers make you feel guilty? How many of you have ever been beat on by religion? Everybody who's ever been beat on by religion, let's see your hand. Uh huh. I can see them sometimes. Folks come in here with their heads bloody. They've been Bible whipped. <laughs> and they keep going back every Sunday. You devil, you what? You're going to hell, bam. God's going to get you. And they keep going back for more. Some people are spiritual masochists. <laughs> All right. Guilt, conscious, unconscious, and subconscious is the root cause of all man's self-hate and self-destructive punishment-seeking. Now, that's another thing. It may surprise some people to know that unconsciously and subconsciously, every person who feels guilty is seeking punishment. Seek and you. I heard somebody say, thank you. <laughs> Good. Now you know what to do. If you have guilt in your heart, you're really an accident going somewhere to happen. If you feel condemned, you are looking for an executioner. <laughs> and you will find it in many different ways and in many different people. Amen. You'll marry one. <laughs> or you'll work for one. <laughs> or you'll find a preacher that will beat you. A man or mind who feels that he is guilty of sin or wrongdoing consciously and unconsciously hates himself. Now here, underline this so that you can pick this up. I'm going over this again. A man or mind who feels that he is guilty of sin or wrongdoing consciously and or unconsciously hates himself, seeks punishment and finds it in many forms, such as enemies, opposition, bad luck and victimization. The self-condemned man or mind sentences himself unconsciously to life imprisonment and hard labor. There used to be some years ago, none of you kids are old enough to remember, but there was a TV program titled, The Verdict is Yours. Every man is his own judge and jury. Whom do men say that I am? Okay, various things. Well, now... Jesus was saying, in effect, that doesn't matter. Who do you say that I am? <laughs> what do you say about yourself? What sentence do you pass upon yourself? Say that to the two people sitting beside you. What sentence do you pass upon yourself? What sentence do you pass upon yourself? See? You'd better issue yourself an executive pardon. And come on out of jail. 
and be free to be, to do, and to have the good that you desire. But a lot of people are like that. They have sentenced themselves to life imprisonment. And they go around singing, oh, it's so hard to get along. Down south they had a song they called a spiritual, but it was the lowest blues about it's hard to get along. I just can't hardly get along. And another one they call a spiritual, but it's a low-down, dirty blues. The devil wouldn't even sing it. You know, the one that goes, I am a poor pilgrim of sorrow. Devil wouldn't sing that. Too low for the devil. Yet they sing it in church. When you say that, you sentence yourself. And then there was another one they sing sometimes about, if I can just make it in. I don't understand how people get happy with some of these songs they sing. Just, I don't mind the clothes I'm wearing. And I don't mind the way I'm faring. If I can just make it in. Make it in where? If you turn up at the pearly gates looking like that. You see, a song like that gives the mind the idea that life has to be hard, life has to be difficult, that you have to go through hell to get to heaven. Well, that's all right. Everything be all right after a while. Over yonder, in the sweet by and by. That's how people sentence themselves to life imprisonment and hard labor. This is another reason Jesus tells us about judgment. He said, judge not, lest you be judged. Leave other people's sins alone. You are not called upon to judge other people's sins. You've got enough of your own. Straighten yours out. <laughs> it's all you can do to stay out of the flesh and to stay in the spirit. You, see. you don't have to judge this, that, and the other. Stop thinking that it is your job to judge everything that goes on in the world. Oh, isn't that terrible what they're doing over there? Oh, isn't that awful what they're doing over there? You're bringing yourself under that same judgment. As I've told you just before, preachers who make it a hobby to preach about certain sins, that always gets them. I tell you this every once in a while. I'll never forget the first fashion show we had here. And I was backstage and uh, there was a lady back there that I'd never met before. And she came to me. She says, oh, Reverend Ike. She says, I'm so glad to see you and to meet you. I said, when you pray your prayer for sinners, please pray for me. <laughs> I looked at her and out of, the spirit must have said it because the flesh didn't say this. I said, lady, I'm not interested in your sin, my sin, or nobody else's sin. And you know, one of the things that will bind sin to you and you to your sin is being so interested. Oh, what a terrible sin I have. Oh, my weakness. You ever hear people say, oh, my weak, this is my weakness. <laughs> And the more you talk about it, and you beat yourself, but oh, it's my weakness. Oh, this is my terrible weakness. <laughs> and you beat yourself for it. You flagellate yourself for it. You won't get rid of it like that. Let go and let God. In the deep subconscious, there is no condemnation but self-condemnation. Now, isn't that interesting? Let's say that. In the deep subconscious, there is no condemnation but self-condemnation. No rejection, but self-rejection. Now, every time it appears outwardly in the world that you are rejected, it is only a reflection of some deep 
self-rejection within you. You subconsciously rejected your own loan because way down deep you didn't want the burden of paying for it. You were afraid of debt. You know, people sometimes don't know why certain things happen. But the banker never rejects your loan. If a banker rejects your loan, it's not him. He is only your agent. He is your subconscious agent. Everybody in your life is your subconscious agent. Now that will make your belly bitter. But your mouth sweet as honey. As far as you are concerned, everybody is doing to you what you subconsciously compel or permit them to do. Everybody is our subconscious agent insofar as they concern us. They do to us what we permit or compel. There is no impoverishment but self-impoverishment, all resulting from conscious or unconscious subconscious self-hate. Any feeling of undeservedness is really self-hate at the bottom. You're really saying, I don't deserve this. I hate myself and I don't deserve that. So if there's any feeling of undeservedness in you, you'd better deal with it. That is self-hate. It's getting quiet in here. Why don't you deserve it? Tell me one reason why you don't deserve it. That's when you hook into your guilt. And that's why. You're saying, I'm a terrible person now. I'm not good enough. And it would surprise you to know the millions and millions of people that have that type of subconscious self-hate, a feeling of undeservedness, which is, as they, is based on self-hate. Now, the cure to self-hate is to cross out, crucify, the negative, sinful, guilty, hating, false identity, which Paul in Romans calls what? The old man. And accept the truth of yourself, the Christ Jesus self-identity. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Say that. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. You have to accept the Christ Jesus identity, self-identity. A man must mentally move into and live in the Christ Jesus self-consciousness. Christ Jesus, the revelation of the truth of God in us, comes to set a man, a mind free from the prison and abuse of untruth about himself. The only thing that's true about me is what God says. God says I'm his beloved son in whom he is well pleased. And if I would believe that, that would save me. He that believes in the son hath life. But you see, we've been taught so many untruths about ourselves. The spirit of God hath made me. And the breath of the almighty hath given me life. And you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. Now, this is the true meaning of accepting Christ, or accepting the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. A man, a mind, is saved from his false, sinful, guilty, God-hating, self-hating, lying self-identity when he sees and accepts the truth of himself. Jesus Christ, God's Son. A man, a mind, must believe in the divine identity which God gave him. Thou art my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Listen. God has given mankind only one identity. What is that? My beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. The Christ, the Son of the living God. Now, you have no business with any other identity. There is no other name. Under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. In other words, we must accept that name, that nature, that Son of God nature. And we must live in it. And that saves us from the Son of a gun nature and all that comes to it.
the more I think about what Jesus did in his work on the cross, the more I appreciate it. In general, man universally and individually suffers from a guilt complex. In my years of ministering to people and counseling with people, I found this to be like a root cause for everything. And from conscious, unconscious, and subconscious guilt, a lot of things spring. Hate, fear, and all hate, of course, uh, is evidence of self-hate. And so Jesus volunteered, took it upon himself to do his work on the cross, cross out individual and universal guilt complex. At the same time, crossing out self-destructive self-hate. That's the foremost subject of the lesson at this time. Repeat it after me. Crossing out. Crossing out. Self-destructive. Self-hate. Now, to dig deeper into the unconscious, subconscious regions of the mind, I ask a question that I dealt with only a moment ago because I want you to have a deep understanding of this. Why does a man have hatred for himself? Because he feels guilt. There's something that he feels guilty about and he hates that about himself. And as long as there is any conscious, unconscious or subconscious self-hate person is going to bring problems and troubles upon himself or herself. But there's good news in Romans the 8th chapter, the first and second verses. Let's stand and read the text. Here is gospel, good news. Because of the work that Jesus has done, there is no longer any necessity to go around feeling condemned and guilty and beating yourself. There are some people who will recognize right away, they're conscious of the fact that they have some self-hatred. And I'm going to start off right now by asking for some confessions. We, we do have confessions here, but I have them right out in front of everybody. How many of you have ever been conscious of something about yourself that you hated? You're conscious of some self-hate? All the way up. All right, maybe 40% of the people. In a sense, you are ahead if you recognize your self-hate. If you don't recognize it, and it's there then it's this type of thing that the scripture speaks of when it says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? You see, a person's conscious mind can never know all of the things that are in the subconscious. It's interesting. I want to say this again. The conscious mind can never know all of the things that are in the subconscious. The conscious mind can be conscious of a lot of things that are there. You can control the nature of what's in the subconscious. And frankly, when you do that, you become a self-master. You can determine the nature of what is in the subconscious simply by some of the prayers that I've been giving you out of the Bible. Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth and keep the door of my lips. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And then you see the Holy Spirit will stand guardian of your unconscious, subconscious regions of mind. And only the Holy Spirit can do that. Otherwise, you may be in for some dirty tricks and surprises. <laughs> now, some people who have self-hate in the unconscious, subconscious regions of the mind would simply be appalled at the idea that there might be some self-hate. But if you can discover it, put your finger on it and get rid of it, fine. 
Because self-hate will cause you to do a, a number of things that you, you may not know what's going on. Like, for example, always sabotaging your good. A lot of you have been through the Christian experiences of various modus operandi, and still you have some deep, unconscious, subconscious self-hate there. There's some things you haven't forgiven yourself for. This may surprise some also. But really, one of the most difficult things to get a person to do is to forgive himself. That's a difficult thing. But we must all come to this place of self-forgiveness. One of the ways of stating the gospel that Jesus brought, one of the many ways, I hear him saying, God has nothing against you. Let's say that together, staccato fashion. God has nothing against you. If I could get you to believe that, and as long as you have some guilt and you believe that God has something against you, you are dividing yourself against yourself, and that's the devil. That's the devil, the self divided against itself. And as long as you have some guilt anywhere in the conscious, unconscious, subconscious regions of the mind, you will continually sabotage your good efforts. Romans 8, 1 and 2. There is therefore now... No condemnation, no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Now let me stop here for a moment. The flesh here represents man's false image of himself. The Spirit represents man's divine reality the divine reality of you. And it is necessary for us to come to understand the divine reality of ourselves and walk after that instead of after false identity, the flesh. For example, many people confuse their bodies with themselves and they think of themselves as their bodies. I gave you this affirmation years ago. This body is mine, but it is not me. Let's hear it. So if all of your thinking and your believing and your conduct is geared to the belief that this body, this flesh is all that there is to you, well, there's not very much to you. But I'm not walking after that identity, but rather after my spiritual identity, which is eternal. Because at some point in time in space, when I get ready, I'll just walk right on out of this body. But nothing will have happened to me. <laughs> when Jesus was crucified, there's a very telling thing that was said. He said he gave up the ghost. He let go of the flesh. Just let go of it. And he let go of it voluntarily and consciously. Let's start again. There is therefore now. No condemnation. To them which are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. There's a question I want you to write on your notes for self-interrogation. Am I flesh or am I spirit? The answer should present itself to you immediately. Say that together with me. Am I flesh or am I spirit? 
We have to come to the self-identity that Jesus demonstrated to us. I am life. Say that. I am life. Say it again. We have to get our self-identity straightened out. Now, you see, it is in that human self-identity where we have guilt. That human self-identity is a rascal. That's the one that's born in sin, shaped in iniquity. But the God in me is he who knew no sin, neither was any guile found in his mouth. And the ministry and the teachings and the work of Jesus, again, cross out the false identity of self in the mind. And we cross over from human self-identity, from flesh identity, to spiritual self-identity. Another question, how do I identify myself? Which reminds me again and again and again of that encounter between Jesus and the disciples when he said to them, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? In other words, what does the world say about me, about you? Well, some say this and some say that. Some say the other, and they were a little polite. They didn't tell him all of the things. (laughs) Because we can read in the Bible some of the things that men said that they didn't repeat. Because they even went so far as to say, well, you know, he's the devil. He's got a devil. He's got Beelzebub. They didn't repeat that. Some say that you're one of the prophets raised from the dead. Okay, that's what the world says about me. You have two things to deal with here at this moment. The testimony of the world concerning you and the testimony of God concerning you. The theologians never knew what was going on. Even to this day, the theologians never knew what was going on in this encounter between the disciples and Jesus when he said, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? What's the worldly opinion of you? What's the world's testimony of you? Okay, now you've given me that. Some of that is even complimentary, but that's what the world says. That's concerning the flesh. Now, who do you say that I am? If you're going to remain with the opinions of the world concerning your self-identity, shame on you. And faith spoke. Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's your identity. That's my identity. Jesus blessed him and said, Now, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. In other words... Who you are has to be revealed to you from higher consciousness, from heaven. The Father in heaven has to reveal it to you. See, that's why some of you, I've been telling you for 10 years and 15 years, it hasn't gotten to you yet. No man can say that Jesus is the Christ except by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit must reveal this to you. Now, there's something very interesting in the life of Jesus that I want you to remember. I've had lessons on it and I quote it quite often. You remember at the baptism of Jesus, the Bible says that a dove came and lit upon him and a voice from heaven said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Now this is not simply the testimony of God concerning one incarnate person. This is the testimony of God as to the truth of every man. Every time Jesus is identified as the Son of God, this is God trying to show you who you are. Jesus' purpose in coming to earth in the flesh is and was to show you who you are. The theologians miss that. It is not enough for you to believe that Mary's baby is the Son of God. You must also believe that Susie's baby is the Son of God. Not only was the Christ born in Bethlehem, far across the sea, but the Christ was also born in Harlem Hospital. The Christ is also born in the bushes of Africa. 
as well as in Buckingham Palace. Oh. And we are to walk after this spiritual identity of ourselves. We are to follow after the spiritual identity of ourselves. Not after what, how the world identifies us. God has a different identity of you than what the world has. No matter what you've done in the flesh, God always identifies you in the spirit. Look what the prodigal son did in the flesh. He was a rascal first class. But when he got back to the father's house, how did the father identify him? This is my son. Now that's God talking about you. Point at the two persons sitting on both sides of you and say, that's God talking about you. God talking about you. That's God talking about you. Now, there is no lie like a religious lie because it invokes God to sanction it and the devil and hell to frighten those who do not accept its domination. Most people are under the domination of religious lies. And you know, organized religion has the devil to beat you into line and a hell to shovel you into if you don't dance to their music. Religious lies about man bind him in want, lack, limitation, and misery. The divine truth about man as God created him originally and sees him eternally sets man free to be and to enjoy all that the Father is and has. God says to the Christ conscious man or mind, you are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Sinners in the hands of an angry God is a religious lie about man. And I like to tell you every once in a while about the Reverend Jonathan Edwards back in the colonial days. He had a famous sermon that he was known by titled Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. And he would preach that sermon until people would run to the altar screaming, feeling the flames of hell leaping over them. Just hope as soon as the fear wore off, their salvation didn't wear off too. All right, this is Good Friday, and the foot washing starts right now. Reverend Ike, how are you going to do that? Right now. Here we go. Because I believe it was before that evening meal on the first Good Friday, as Jesus and his disciples repaired to the upper room, and I had the privilege of being there geographically, and as they repaired to this upper room, it was the custom of the host to wash the feet of those who had come to visit. Because in those days, there were no paved streets. And the Bible says that Jesus girded himself with a towel and took some water and began to wash the disciples' feet. And as you know, Peter was very quick to speak. He represents faith and he had to be disciplined and taught and trained which tells us that our faith has to be what? Disciplined. It has to be taught. It has to be trained. It's one of the faculties of our mind. And Peter said to Jesus, Oh Lord, you'll never wash my feet. In other words, the idea that the master is washing my feet because at that particular moment, Peter did not understand that Jesus was not simply doing something physical, but that Jesus was doing something spiritual. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm not washing any physical feet. You wash them when you get home. But the washing of the feet has a great spiritual and esoteric meaning. You see, the feet represent understanding because they stand under you.
So, Peter, representing faith, had to be cleansed by Christ's self-consciousness. The lies and untruths about yourself must be cleansed from your self-understanding. By Jesus, God in you, the truth of you, your divine self-understanding. And Jesus said to Peter, except I wash you, you have no part with me. There are some things in your mind that have to be washed out before you can have, you can take part in your divinity. Before you can enjoy who you are and what you are in God. Some of you kids may be old enough to remember that song. I'm going to wash that man right out of my hair. I'm going to wash that man right out of my hair and send him on his way. So there's some things that's got to be washed out of your mind. Misunderstanding of who you are. Things that you've been taught under the guise of religion. What are these things? The lies of separateness, otherness, and outerness. Now this is important. Underline these three terms and repeat them after me. Separateness, otherness, and outerness from God must be washed from the self-understanding of man, of mind, by Jesus. The truth realization that I and my Father are one. Now let's go back 